Hello, everybody, and welcome to Take This TV, the television book club podcast where each week we talk about an episode or two of our favorite shows and talk about it with our friends. That's you in the <laughs> fandom. Hello, I'm Carmen Askernese, and I'm joined by the one and only America's best friend, Aaron Fusco. Hello. Hello, hello and welcome. Thank you for coming into our podcast. Come in here, have a seat. No, we not that chair. Yeah. No, the other one. Yeah, that one's for our friend. And that one's for you. Yep, great. We had a couple people come in. Today. <laughs> yeah, it's a full house tonight, y'all. Yeah, thank you. Anywhere's fine, anywhere's fine except that seat. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to somebody's house where it's like, you can sit anywhere and then you go to sit and you're like, but no, not that yeah, one. Yeah, that's yeah. actually the seat I was going to sit in. You know, everybody has a favorite seat. Everyone has a favorite seat. You yeah. live in a house long enough, you know which seat you want to be sitting in. And then you're just quietly mad about it when other people sit there. Yeah, because you don't have a good reason to be mad about it. <laughs> like, you know, you're being ridiculous. I do this all the time. I'm like, I know I'm being ridiculous and therefore I can't say anything, but I'm exactly. going to nurse this quiet resentment all night. Ooh, passive aggression. Well, anyway, <laughs> what show are we talking about this season, Aaron? This season, yeah. we are talking about one of my favorite shows, Ooh. Winona Earp. Pa-pow. Um, so if you were just tuning in now, hello and welcome. We hope you've done your book club watching, your television book club watching, and have watched episodes 9 and 10. If you haven't, pause right here, go watch those two episodes, then come back and you can hear us talk about them. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> I was like, what are we pausing for? Uh, I was, I was, yeah, I was waiting for them to go watch the episode. Yeah, they did. They watched it on times 100. <laughs> but I think they got it all. Well, we are so happy that you're back. And I'm so happy with this show. I, wow. It just, I can always tell when you watch it because you text me immediately and you go, oh, Aaron, incredible. <laughs> And I say, I know. I Literally, know, it's, it's just that text. Like, I, I copy and paste the same yeah. text every week. You're like, I cannot with these latest episodes. <laughs> so, so what happened in these episodes, quick recap for you. And by recap, I mean the description of the episode on Netflix, which, <laughs> as you know, we think is funny every single time. Yes. And shout out to the people who do it. You're doing a good job. Keep You're doing up. great. I just think it's funny. Yes. It's not always the most important thing that happened in an episode. Um, so in episode nine, Constance, aka Constance Cludy, aka the Stone Witch, that was my editorializing. Constance storms Bobo's shed to retrieve her family's bones. A newly recovered Winona faces a tough challenge from a black badge analyst. So many other things happen in that episode. But I guess that is sort of the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> Those things also happened. Those in happened early in the episode. And so not <laughs> technically incorrect. And then episode 10, hoping to track down an enemy of Bobo's who may have answers, Dolls and Winona head to the Pine Barrens. But a cult there harbors a shocking secret. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to contain myself this whole time. I know. What do you want to shout about? I want to talk about the thirst tracker. Mm-hmm. And I want to take the Waverly yeah. and Officer Hot. Yeah. Emphasis on the hot. And I want to bump it from five out of five mm-hmm. to a million out of a bazillion. Mm-hmm. 
gazillion trillion. Because, oh man, it happened, y'all. Confirmed Waverly Officer Hot. It was a hot scene. I was here for it. Love is in the air. At first, they did the thing of like, oh, I'm trying to explain something to you. And one of us is actually talking about like, confessing our love. Yeah. A little miscommunication <laughs> trope. And I was like, okay, I hope that they like bounce back in this episode and don't like drag it out. Because it kind of ended with Waverly friend zoning Officer Hot. And I was like, uh-huh. they better not, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> better not. <laughs> but thankfully, it was just like a little tease. Yeah, they did bounce back, huh? Oh, baby, they did. Let me tell you. So, anyway. <laughs> Are you ready to, now that you have seen, now that this thirst has become, to some extent, canon, because mm-hmm. we have seen them kiss and acknowledge their feelings, it was not It was not a queer bait from the show. I think you've earned a little treat. Oh, their huh? ship name. Their ship name is Way Hot. Way Hot? <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. oh my gosh yeah so for those of you watching this for the first time like me who unfortunately didn't get to be a part of the fandom when it was coming out this warms my soul to know that they have a ship name and it's way hot yeah and oh my gosh hell yeah way hot so let's just go ahead like waverly and doc wipe it off the board yep uh-huh, their friendship i love their friendship their friendship is a bazillion out of a million but it's not, it's not on the thirst tracker. Fair, yeah. No, I'm ta- we'll take it away. I'll, I'll cross it out. We've already crossed other things out. So oh, I'll yes. delete what we've already crossed out. Waverly has been my favorite character from the beginning. I know she has. And the scene where their aunt, oh, she shows up so few times. I keep forgetting her name. Gus, I believe. Aunt Gus. Okay, yeah. Aunt Gus is like, Waverly, you got to like, you, you do stuff for other people. You got to like live your life or whatever and gives... Waverly essentially the the check the like here go live your life check uh like get out to dodge and I was like is Waverly gonna leave and I can't remember if that was the same episode that they hook up or if that was it is okay it's the same episode because Gus actually is like I've never known you to be afraid of what you want you should go and take what you want and I love you no matter what it is that you want it feels very clear that Gus knows what she's saying Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I, I thought that too. But then I was yeah. like, I was also like, but is Waverly going to leave town? Well, she's not the one who did in these two episodes. She is not the one who did. No. <laughs> but oh my gosh. Yeah. So happy that that happened. And yeah. while we're yeah. on the thirst tracker. Yes. So for people who are tuning in for the first time, which like, uh-oh, <laughs> welcome to episode <laughs> five. But we have this thing called the thirst tracker. And every week we look yeah. at the ships And we rate them on our thirsty scale. Can't stress. I do want to just stress that this is Carmen rating them as I have recused myself, excluded myself from the thirst tracker since I know what's canon and I know where things go. So just know that I want everyone to be happy and kiss who they want to kiss. And that's what I want. And so this is really just about me forgetting just how thirsty this show is and Carmen picking up on it and saying, let's rank it. So that's welcome to the thirst tracker. Segment. <laughs> welcome to the thirst tracker. <laughs> so jumping around again between episodes, we'll like get into story stuff in a second, but like yeah. on the thirst tracker. Sure. I just like, man, dolls is really losing me. You know, oh, bud. I think last week we said dolls and Winona was at a three out of five. And, like, as the show's going on, I've seen a lot of these, like, CW shows. It feels like Dolls is, like, the A-plotline romance. 
that I'm kind of not here for it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love the chocolate vanilla swirl. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's that. an option for a swirl, let me get it. Put some sprinkles swirl. on it. Yeah, but, sure. <laughs> but he yeah. just like, I don't know. Even with the added mystery of like, oh, something supernatural is happening with him. I think he just might be a little too on the like toxic masculinity, mm. potentially abusive boyfriend. Oh, not really abusive, but like oh, emotionally abusive, but not like physically abusive. I think he's emotionally distant. I don't know that I would be comfortable saying abusive. It's not like he's gaslighting her That's necessarily. True. I mean, he's straight up lying about his supernatural nonsense, but mm, I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> yeah. um, but. I would say that it is definitely more like he is not emotionally available in this relationship. <laughs> right. And before I get dropkick Murphy in the comments, let me just let me just say I'm strictly talking about his relationship with Winona. I think he's an interesting character. Yeah. I'm yeah, still yeah. here for him as a character. But in terms of him being the pair with Winona, not really here for it. So last week we said yeah. three out of five. What Honestly, this week, one out of five. One. We went all the way down to one. I never right. thought. I feel like I wanted to go to zero, but I feel like that's just mean. I mean, he's an attractive man. So you yeah. get one point for being attractive. For just being a little thirsty for dolls alone. <laughs> just, I mean, he <laughs> yeah. takes his shirt off a lot and I'm not going to complain about they that. They yeah. do do that. Yep. They say, <laughs> they definitely say he doesn't need a shirt in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that looked like that, I also would not be wearing a shirt ever. I wouldn't even <laughs> own a shirt. Yeah. Mm-mm. But... <laughs> But so Winota and Doc, last week we said it was a five out of five. Still, I mean, honestly, eight out of five now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like, see what you've done. Yeah. So they're hot and I love their relationship. It's a doomed romance. Either Doc yes. is going to die because he's going to get his revenge. Uh-huh. Or yeah, Doc is going to die. But, or Winona's going to choose dolls. And like, I was, <laughs> I felt like. This is gonna this is gonna sound bad, <laughs> but but I really related to Dolls when he was like, "I don't think we should do this," and then she was like, "But why not?" or something like that, or I want to do it or something like that. And he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cheap booty it is." And I don't, he said he, he was it was like he was like, "Listen, I don't think this is a good idea," and yeah. she was like. But you did say we needed to blow off steam. And he goes, my vast wisdom is a burden. And then we go back to kissing. <laughs> oh, he has the best lines. Yeah. I love Doc. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes it's okay to be somebody's booty call. And that's all right. You know? Doc's not okay with it. He secretly is not, but he's no. he's got too much country grit to, to I mentioned <laughs> so this is more we're getting way ahead of ourselves because it is extremely episode 10 but I I in my notes I said what I love a lot about Doc is that in front of Winona like when they're together he's like I'm a cool cowboy nothing you do really affects me I'm sort of aloof and alone and we're both two broken people why don't we just warm ourselves by the fire of love for a minute <laughs> like very like Look at me, I'm in control of my emotions. The second Winona walks away for one second, Doc is, to anyone who will listen, Doc is like, she gave me a car. What, is she, what does that mean? Does she like me? Does she want me to leave? What is? What <laughs> secrets could she have meant by this? I don't understand. Like, he just bears his soul. And it's so, like, Waverly is excessively perceptive. 
but also, like, Doc will just tell anyone about his relationship troubles <laughs> and how much he likes Winona when she's not around. Right, his poker face is so bad. Because yeah. Waverly asks him what's wrong, and he's like, I don't kiss and tell. And then he's like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't kiss and tell, but I did kiss your sister, and I'm telling you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was such a cute scene of like where he has the sledgehammer and he's going to wreck the car, but he doesn't want to wreck the car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, eight out of five. I agree. A million out of five. Doc is my favorite. There's something about that cowboy. I love Winona. I think that they are just a hot mess of a couple. Like they are broken in the same way. So they like understand each other in a way that I don't think dolls really understands Winona. But it feels dangerous like just because two people are on fire garbage cans all you're doing is making a bigger fire like (laughs) let's make one big trash pile together yes (laughs) we should work on putting out the fire before we put the trash together you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) what if we were a dumpster fire (laughs) yeah oh man and at the end of the well we'll get to that but yeah Something else that was surprising, I think mm-hmm. we should add to the thirst tracker or Ooh, update interesting. to interesting. say, we left Wyatt and Doc at kiss out of five. Yeah, you still wanted them to kiss. I kind of feel like they're at like a two out of five question mark. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and for you trying to figure out the scale, it's just, you there just got to feel it out. Yeah, yeah there isn't one. Because uh, the Stone Witch says mm-hmm. something along the lines of like, I wanted you to suffer thinking that your best friend hated you. And if he came back looking for you, he couldn't find you or something like that. Yep. And Doc was like really affected by that. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. I feel like they were lovers. I feel like they were more than friends. She said, she specifically said friend, but I agree. I think that it's it's a little bit intended to be sort of a mystery. I mean, you know, like Wyatt has to have a wife and children because... There are heirs. So like, so obviously, beard, yeah. like, obviously, but <laughs> at the same time, yeah, the stone, which is basically like, it's sort of in a reiteration of what she told Waverly in a previous episode. Like I, it wasn't about you, doc. You were second fiddle. It literally had nothing to do with you. I wanted to hurt Wyatt for killing my kids. So I went after what he cared about. the What he loved most in the world, you. And then I hid you in a well so that even if he softened and even if he came back for you, he would never find you and he would always wonder and it would pain him and it would pain you. But that was sort of an afterthought. And so she was like, so you'd never know if he came back for you. And then Doc says, did he? But we just brush past it. Yeah. And, that, like, and the oh, I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh you know? The writing is so good, yeah. It's better than it has any right to be. And honestly, I find that to be true of a lot of things that people are like, oh, this is so campy. And I'm like, yeah, but like campy is like heightened emotions, but it doesn't make them like there's a lot there. You know, it doesn't make them any less. Campy doesn't mean bad, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love it. I think the writing's incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm super here for camp. I mean, comic books are campy and I love those. But yeah, so Doc and Wyatt, we'll see what happens. Hmm. Let's talk about these episodes. So in episode nine, Constance the Stone Witch. So I've been ragging on her (laughs) every episode because I just feel like she's, I don't know. I was going to say she feels anticlimactic, but she, uh, I don't know. She just, I don't really get where her deal is. 
So she goes to um, steal. She her- married a demon and had two half demon children, and she is sort of just a witch. I don't know what you want from her. I mean, I, I just want <laughs> I just want her first to make up her mind on what her name is, and then second of all, just to like pick a side. So in the episode nine, right? So she finally brings one of her kids back to life. Oh yeah, mis- mistake. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I was a little disappointed because there was the one episode where they were like, "Oh, this isn't human," and he just kind of looked like a dude. Yeah. Who, like was a little deformed. And I'm sure. like, I was. I thought you were gonna be like a Wendigo or something. I didn't know you were just like a person. <laughs> My imagination well, she, was running wild. She <laughs> said his face was, that's not what he was supposed to look like. But she oh, said, okay. I need to leave the Ghost River Triangle to get my full powers back. Which is oh, why okay. Bobo stops her. He, well, she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, that's not what your face should look like. I'm sorry, baby, I just did, am not at full strength. That was funny when her and Bobo had a, had they had a fight to see who was yeah. going to be the main antagonist of the show. And yeah. <laughs> Bobo won. Bobo won. <laughs> At first, when Bobo, when the kid got out of the trunk and went to help his mom, I was like, Bobo's about to get smoked. I thought they were going to do the old, like, show that this bad guy is dangerous by having them kill the other bad guy thing. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad that Bobo won, just because mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> as silly as Bobo is sometimes, I think Bobo is more, is like a better villain. And I'll get to one of the reasons why I think Bobo is a better villain in a second, but I just really... I'm so curious. I really love that Bo. It shows that Bobo is like how he defeats her, and, and like that whole interaction shows how transactional their relationship was. A few episodes ago, I was like, "Did they used to be a couple?" And whether or not they did, Bobo doesn't give a flip, yo. He's just like, "You're a means to an end for what I want to do. I'm gonna kill your son and then leave you to Doc because I. That's how insignificant you are to me." And I think that makes Bobo like. I think it shows us how much of a, of a villain he is. And so one of the reasons why I like Bobo as a villain, I think that he's a good villain for this show, is that he's like a modern villain. Like he's not, well, he is kind of mustache twirly sometimes, but like he hurts Winona and like attacks him by buying the bar. He which does is buy like, shorties, yeah. Yo, yeah, he buys like, shorties. Legally, you can't do anything about it. This man is like, he's using the system against you. Yeah. So I think that's cool. He he's like, I was gonna say he's like Lex Luthor, but I feel like maybe that's too much credit. But <laughs> he's he's intelligent, I guess is is uh, which makes him formidable instead of just being like the son was of like, oh, I'm kind of out of my yes. mind and strong. He's not like he's crazy to some extent, right? He's a demon, but. He's more dangerous, not because of his telekinetic powers, not because he's a demon from hell. He's dangerous because he is like one step ahead of them because he's like always got his hands in pies, pots. What is it? <laughs> pie? <laughs> a lot of a lot of pots on the stove. I don't know. He's well, got hands. Feel, hands on a lot of pies is right. But then well, it sounds like you're, you're stealing the pie. So hand in the pie. Yeah, I guess. I don't okay. know. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I got nothing. All I know is that, like he's he's got a lot of machinations that he's working on. Ooh, and like machinations lay undetected. I think we don't even know as an audience. Like, we know he wants to leave the Ghost River Triangle because he doesn't want to get killed by Winona. Like, we know that's sort of what he wants, but it it always feels like something else. Like, because Bobo's always like one step ahead of what's going on. Like, he knows in episode 10 where Whiskey Jim is. And he leaves him there to like plant seeds 
in Black Badge in uh, Oh, yeah, like when he shows up and he's like, you haven't been talking, but you're going to start. but you should, yes. Oh, that's so good, yeah. Like, Bobo knows things he shouldn't know, and, like, that's what makes him... And he doesn't, like, tip his hand. He doesn't always, like, monologue, like, well, I've tricked you again, why not? You know, like, (laughs) he's doing what he needs to do, and the rest is sort of inconsequential. And then he, like, lets Doc win, and it almost, in that standoff that they have with the witch, where he's like, no, I'm going to kill the witch, or whatever he was going to do, like, she's mine. I can't, I'm going back on my word here. And Doc, like, starts to twist a little bit of a mutiny. It's clear that he's like, my bad, I got other things working on. You do what you need to do. No hard feelings. Bye. (laughs) And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Whatever you're about to do is worse. I don't want to, whatever you're doing, worse. (laughs) Yeah, because he was like, I don't want to risk that for this. Yeah. Yeah. So clever. Also, let's talk about that Winona and Doc interaction when they were out there. So before that, Winona's having a bit of a crisis. And she is... Because she's suspended. She's temporarily suspended because she fails a psych eval. Oh, right. That is in this episode. Right, Thanks. which is okay, why yeah. she's bad, which is why she goes home to the homestead and tries to sleep with Doc. Right, and Dolls suspends her, and she says she says something to him along the lines of like, I need you to show me that you care. Yes. And then he he says something cold and callous like he always like, does. I need your badge. Yeah, she said, I needed you to have my back in there because the analyst goes off script and starts being like, have you ever killed a man? Like, do you think you're a murderer? Like, have you ever mistaken a demon for a human? Whatever, you know, like she like goes off script and like starts poking at Winona's trauma. Do you feel bad about killing like your dad? Like, what do you, you know, like, and dolls doesn't come into the room. So she comes out and she goes, dolls, like you should have had my back. He said, it would have been worse for you if I went in there. And she's like, I didn't need you to rescue me. I just need to know that you, like, support me and you need me. And I need you to tell me that you need me. And Dolls is like, I need your badge. And she's like, ah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was the moment where Dolls dropped to a one out of five with my thirst tracker. Because I'm like, bro, pick a side. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. I don't understand what his end game is, you know? Well, not that I don't agree with you that I think Dolls... I think Dolls makes bad choices. He is in a really hard place because he can't defy his job because they provide him with drugs he needs to survive. Yeah. And so that's he's true. like a he's the company man and he has this loose cannon <laughs> woman that he definitely has feelings for, but will not tell her about. Like it's obvious he does. Cause he gets offended when he finds out she's been sleeping with Doc. He gets his feelings hurt and doesn't tell her that's what it was. But anyway, so he's loyal to his job. He's the company man. He's the government man. And he needs them for drugs. But at the same time, like, he has feelings for this woman, obviously, and, like, wants to do right by her. So he is sort of being torn in two different... It would have cost him nothing to be like, of course I care about you. However, like, he has to play it by the book. And then at the end of the episode, he doesn't, obviously, when he's like, you passed the second psyche bell. Don't worry about it. She's like, that's a crime, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. He did. He does need those drugs to survive. I just want Doc to break bad. <laughs> dolls? Dolls. Yeah, sorry. I want dolls to break bad. Small tangent of like. <laughs> this whole episode's a tangent. Go. <laughs> yeah, I just like there's a part of me that hopes. At some point, we learned that, like, Dolls 
Dolls is like a werewolf and he's been like taking this medicine and working with the government to save like the other where I don't know. Never mind. I don't know where I'm going. I just want him to be a werewolf or something cool. Don't we all want people to be werewolves? Hi, <laughs> I'm Erin Fuscoon. Welcome to a podcast within a podcast called Werewolf Boyfriend. I think a werewolf <laughs> is a perfect boyfriend because you get both your boyfriend and a werewolf, like a pet. So, like, if you need, like, puppy cuddles, you got a big fluffy dog, but the dog takes itself out to pee. So, like, <laughs> it just feels like you get the benefits of two things in one discreet package. He's not going to chew your shoes. He's a man. He's <laughs> also a dog. He's I a just man, feel like he's also a dog this summer. <laughs> Welcome to my theory that werewolf boyfriend. And I just think I can't stress this enough. It applies to any gender and any shapeshifter. But the point remains that it would be cool to date a shapeshifter. And I call this theory werewolf boyfriend. Everyone should have so, one. I think they're the ideal partner. I have some questions about werewolf boyfriend. First yeah, we, of all, yeah, a shapeshifter and a werewolf are different. No, it's the same. Don't it's worry not about the it. same. It's, it it's literally not the same. No, I mean, like, we. it would be the same for, like, if you were a selkie. That's fine. A what? A selkie. It's the women who are seals, and they take their seal skin off, and fishermen steal their steel, seal skin so that they can't go back into the ocean. Excuse me? You gotta look up on your... Uh, you gotta get into your monster lore. Whoa. I- a selkie. That's a real... That's a thing, my dude. I mean, I believe you. I'm just like, I'm blown away that I, I was like... <laughs> Never mind. You are a master. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I'm the expert on this. So that's yes. what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like any sort of and we see I mean, we see the the skin walker in the episode 10. I think she would make she's a werewolf boyfriend. Oh, dude, they completely yeah. blew past that. Yeah, they just, listen, they just sprinted past that. They yeah. were like, don't worry about it. Let's go on. I was like, wait, was she the bear? Like. Because yes. they said a skinwalker, and I was like, okay, Correct. what does that mean? Shifter. <laughs> <laughs> she has superpowers. Like, what? <laughs> but she was um, being controlled by the demon. Yes, but she still has superpowers. Yeah. Like, she yeah, could but, still do that if she wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course she could, yeah. <laughs> what? But Dolls said, Dolls was like, it proves my point that, like, the Ghost River Triangle is a hotbed for paranormal activity, not just revenant activity. Oh, yeah. Sorry, supernatural activity. Yeah. I was hoping my Noda would be like, hey, do you want to join my superhero team and fight demons? She's been (laughs) enslaved for a hundred years. I think she deserves to go run off into the woods if she wants. A hundred years? That's what they said. Lou had been, had like bound her to him to obey his orders for since Old West times. Oh, wow. I missed that part. Yeah, go back and watch it. They hold up an old timey photo and they're like, we think it was this woman who, like, legend believed was a skinwalker. And she's been in service to Lou for 130 years. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, that kind of sucks that she never got her revenge, though. But I guess I mean, he, he, he got he sent to hell. He went back so. to hell, so, like, kind yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. But, wow, yeah. Dang. Yeah. So, anyway. wrapping up episode nine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Werewolf boyfriend. Continue. So, wild stuff is happening. <laughs> In episode nine, Winona, sorry, mm-hmm. I was like you forgot completely her name. blanking. Yeah. Winona <laughs> and Doc take mm-hmm. Constance and bury her in the sand. Nope. Salt. Salt. Bury her in the salt because <laughs> the she's salt a salt flats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, says the person who grew up in the desert. I should know that. 
But anyway, so they bury her in the salt. And first of all, I was like, Doc, Doc, my man, I know you and Wyatt must have had some misadventures. She's going to get out. Somebody's got to fuck. Like, smoke her right now. This is your chance. Yeah, but he would die. I mean, he said he was, I mean, he's not doing it because he loves Winona. If she wasn't there, he would have smoked the Stone Witch. Winona so also it, doesn't want him to die. Yeah, like. Yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying. He doesn't she's really get want away. to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she's going to get away. And there's a part of me that was like, take one for the team, Doc. <laughs> she buried her in the salt flats where no one will ever find her. I don't understand. So Winona said something interesting when they were burying her. She was like, well, if I do it, then it's not like you won't be hurt from it. So if Winona killed the Stone Witch, would Doc still die? I think so. I think that is true. I don't remember exactly the words of the curse, but or like whatever the trick that the Stone Witch did. But basically the loophole was like, if you hurt me like it hurts you or whatever gotcha okay but i think their lives their lives are still bound together like he kind of like needs that magic to stay alive i'm not entirely sure that makes sense he's only alive because she's alive like a necromancer yeah yeah he's a walking skeleton (laughs) so okay that makes sense but oh i forgot before you went off on werewolf boyfriend we were talking about (laughs) we're talking about doc and winona in that scene where they're confronting the stone witch and bobo and how he snaps at her, I was like, man, Doc has some real dolls energy right now. <laughs> he's like, shut up, Winona. I'll shoot the gun out of your hand. And in my head, I was like, he's bluffing. But at the same time, I'm like, Doc, don't do it. You're doing irreparable damage to your relationship. <laughs> yeah, but also he was trying to protect her. Again, can't stress. Like, all of these dumb idiots are always just trying to do. Like, he tells her later. He yeah. said you would have been dead because there were 14 demons pointing guns at you. You would have been dead before you fired that trigger. You would have never shot Bobo. So like he was going to shoot. He was like, don't be here with me. You're complicating things. And I will get that gun out of your hand so that you don't get yourself killed. Yeah. I he mean, does it, yell at her. It, she, it is she's not, energy. she's not pressed about it. So it's not a big deal. No, but I was just like, Oh, doc. <laughs> what else happened in that episode? So I think, I think that's, the, Oh, I the made a thing. note. Oh, yeah, go for it. I said, Carmen, your knife came back. <laughs> they it didn't did? leave it. They didn't leave it on the ground. Yeah, it was uh, her special knife. Who had it? Uh, Doc. Oh, okay. I don't remember. It well, was I'm... when they were in the barn. He was like unwrapping it and Constance like calls it to herself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I made a note. I said, ah, oh, they didn't get, they didn't leave it on the ground in the <laughs> underground hospital. <laughs> I'm glad they picked it up. That's something that always gets me in like movies and stuff. And they like have a weapon and they drop it and the monster's coming. I'm like, get the gun. (laughs) They make fun of it in an episode of Supernatural. I don't know if you've gotten to this in your in your watch of the show where there's an episode early on in one of the seasons. I'm sorry. I watched the show. I watched all the episodes. Anyway, they make fun of it. They're at a convention for their own book series. It's a complicated thing. Very fourth wall breaking. And someone says, why don't the characters who always get their guns knocked out of their hands, just put them on a string, tie them to their wrist, like a wee, like a wee moat strap. Why don't they just tie them to their wrist? They're always getting their weapons knocked out of their hands. 
And the boys go, oh, that's a good idea. And they never do it, obviously, because you can't have a show where that's not, you can't have a Monster of the Week hunting show where that's not (laughs) something that happens fairly often. It just is very funny that we just sort of lampshade that. where We're like, oh, we should do that. But it's just part of the genre. (laughs) You just got to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then episode nine ends with Doc leaving town. I mean, it doesn't end with that, but that does happen. Oh, that's 10? Yeah, bud. Oh, man. What? I thought that was after. Episode nine ends with Bobo buying shorties. Oh, okay. So he buys shorties. And then smash cut into episode 10. Winona and uh, Waverly bust into shorties and say, you can't buy this. Oh, yeah. And then Waverly plants a tracker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the, yeah, the bug. So, yeah. I mean, Bobo's always ahead. I have no idea why he would want to buy shorties. My thought is that there's some kind of like... Carmen, I feel like you need to pay more attention when you watch this show. <laughs> so here's what happens. It's at least Carmen. a week before we record these episodes. Yeah, it's As true. soon as this is over, I watch it. And then like a week later, yeah. I'm trying to remember what happened. So maybe I should re-watch it before we record. Just gotta, to make- watch it on two speed. Two <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dolls says why they do it, which is... It is the safest place they can be from Winona because it is a bar that will be filled with humans often. Oh, yeah. When, while it's open and while they are there, it will be basically they have human shields because Black Badge can't go in there and just start shooting demons. And so as long as they're in there, they are safe from Winona because it's yeah, a public bar. She can't bar. go in there gunslinging. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> That's right. He does say that. My bad. Now, are there more secrets? Did he also do it because it hurt Winona? Probably an out- added bonus, as Dolls, I believe, says. But mostly he did it to have human meat shields. Yeah. Oh, also, I can't remember if this is in, I think this is episode nine of Blake Gray's over it. Dolls and, I don't know, Sheriff Deputy Do Nothing. Nedley. Had, Sheriff Nedley, yeah. They had mm-hmm. a moment where Nedley was like, you know, Dolls, you got to get to know the people in the town. Yeah. Just like be around. And I was like, all right, this is good. He's teaching dolls how to be like a person. So I thought that was a nice moment. I feel like usually when the sheriff shows up, he's either doing something dumb or like getting in trouble. So it was nice to be like, he's at least kind of competent. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I like Nedley a lot because you think he's going to be the stereotypical, like doesn't know what's going on in his own town, like, you know, sits on his butt, has a drink, has a donut sort of sheriff. <laughs> but Basically, he tells dolls like, I know that a lot of weird shit happens in this town and I'm not going to say any more because your job is secret and those are government secrets. But what I will say is we're not idiots and you should get to know the town spoke. <laughs> yeah, I like that because it, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's like the it's like the Batman Gotham thing where it's like, yes, there are people who live here. <laughs> what do yeah. those people think Correct. about all the weird stuff that's happening? But he is still trying to protect Nicole because she brings him the Jack the Ripper report. And he's like, we cannot file this. Nicole, go rewrite something. You sound crazy. She's like, fine. Nobody believes me. There's supernatural nonsense in this town. And then she leaves and he picks it out of the trash. And he's just like, obviously, that's it was a demon. But we can't legally say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the government would like murder you or something. Yeah. So, I mean, that was nice. I, I liked that yeah. whole sequence yeah. of, like, learning that Nedley is, like, trying to keep a lid, lid on things to the best of his ability. Yeah. It made it more. Okay, we can do episode 10 now. 
episode yes. 10, episode Bobo 10. Bot Shorties. We had a little bit of a Monster of the Week sort of episode, as many of these are, where you've got Lou. Oh, Bobo hates the name Lou. Someone who defied him. Who could he oh, be? Oh, yeah. Yeah, living up in the woods. Some girl gets eaten by a wolf. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of, like, mystery. What, what did you What did you like about this episode the most? Honestly, dude. Let's see. So, I thought that... <laughs> I thought it was a fun episode. I mean, I, I think it's it's you know it's one of those where it does it wasn't as impactful as episode nine, obviously because I'm having a hard time remembering stuff. But but I think that it was cool to have a Winona Doc adventure dolls. Winona yeah, it's dolls hard. Adventure. They both have D D names. Yeah, they both got no. Aaron, continue. No. <laughs> I think I know where you were going with yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't I'm, need to. Okay. It's already such a thirsty episode. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what she was going to say. Yeah, so anyway, sorry. We learned that Dolls is afraid of the woods, which like I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. You can be afraid of anything, buddy. Yeah, I guess it's true. <laughs> I was watching this show the other day. I learned that there was a person who was allergic to water. I was like, dang, man. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like, I was like, can she drink it, or is it just like if it gets on her? Were you watching the documentary H2O, no. where if they get a little bit of water on them, they turn into mermaids? <laughs> Absolutely not. It was oh, okay. not that. This is a real person, and if she got water on her, it would burn her flesh. That's well, Allergic reaction, not burn it like lava. Yeah. Like, it would be yeah. like allergic reaction. Anyway, anyway, all that to say, Doc is afraid of the woods. You can be afraid of anything. You can be afraid of anything. And... When they went to the cult, mm-hmm. I thought it <laughs> I thought it was funny that Winona knocked out the person that she was warming up to. Cause I was like, that's right, Winona. Earn their trust and then turn them against each other, start a coup. And <laughs> she just knocks her out. <laughs> and I was like, or you could do that. Let's just let's just, she, kill just everybody. Try, she was trying to free dolls. It wasn't her yeah, fault. <laughs> she went to free dolls. But she said sorry. She said hope she it was did clean. say sorry, yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, they get exiled from the cult or whatever, which like, this is a real Bond villain stuff of like, oh, I got you now. And now I'm going <laughs> to throw you out there and sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours, you're going to die. Yeah. It's like, Do you not have a gun? You just shoot him. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're on the woods. No, because he's going to force them to be chased down by a skinwalker. Yeah. But I mean, the heroes have a chance to defeat him. Of course. And we know that Eve, Eve, dumped Winona in town and gave her, like, knew something weird was up, trusted her, and gave her a list of names to look into. I thought that was cool. I feel like a couple of shows have done the, like, cult storyline. And I, what I liked about this one is that the people in the cult were, felt like real people. Of like, oh man, like we got tricked into this thing. This is bad. This dude is bad. We need to get out of here. Cause like that happens a lot, y'all. <laughs> There's some cults <laughs> out there that I gotta watch out. But yeah, anyway, watch out for real cults. <laughs> watch out for don't real cults, y'all. Join a cult. Don't, you heard it here first, folks. Don't join do a cult. not do it. But yeah, so so I thought that was cool because I feel like I feel like it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not making them just like props in the background. Sure. They felt like but real do people. you think that the character developed Eve, for any other reason, perhaps the revelation at the end of the episode about being a skinwalker. Oh, oh, no. oh, 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 my gosh, Eve! Yes, sorry, I forgot. So, 
I'm watching his face as he does not remember how this episode ends. Truly didn't. It's such a (laughs) such a bomb that is. And I can't believe I forgot it. So the episode ends with us finding out that Eve is potentially their other sister. Willa. Willa, thank you, because I forgot her Mm -hmm. name. (laughs) Their other sister, Willa. Yeah. Which, by the way, I called it. I mean, it's obvious that she wasn't. You did. You did did say Willa's alive. Yeah. And now I'm just waiting for her to, like, turn into a villain. I mean, she was in a cult, so maybe that's enough. But um, <laughs> when, she so, used, yes. when she used Peacemaker. She did, yes. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and then I was uh-huh. like, oh, it must be Willa. Because <laughs> my first reaction was like, how did that work? And I was like, oh, okay. Her sister. They didn't really drag it out, though, which I appreciated. Because you've got that moment where you see the end of the fight that we just sort of, again, like, Really speed past because it's not important. We brush past the skinwalker comment. And then we see her as she's like in the police station. She doesn't have a place to go. And we have a conversation with Dolls and Winona where Dolls is like, listen, we don't know that it means anything. There's a million reasons she could use Peacemaker. She has amnesia. Like she could be lying about it. She could know what's going on. She could be still like in the throes of the cult. Like there's a lot of things. Don't jump to conclusions. And Winona is like the hero's single tear down her cheek being like, there's only one reason that makes sense. And we did not check. We could not find her. We thought she was dead. And like, you have this moment where you're like, are we going to say it this episode? Or are we just going to like, let that theory linger? And then she brings her home to Gus and Gus walks out and immediately says, Willa? And that's where we end the episode. Yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. I mean, we're only a few episodes left in the first season, so I imagine this is probably the plot of the next few episodes. But yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. I think it'd be interesting if Willa, I could see Willa being a villain and like... (laughs) Well, I mean, a villain in a sense of like, you know how these shows do where it's like, oh, I'm bad, but I'm really good on the inside and you got to turn me back to good and all that kind of stuff. So I I can see them doing that. But to your point earlier, I really appreciate them not dragging it out. It's one of the things I love about this show. We just do it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We got a lot. I honestly, I made a comment too as I was watching this. Like, I think that they didn't know how many seasons they'd get. I mean, obviously that happens anytime you have a new show. But what I really think is that the writers, because of that, rewatching it, knowing that there are four seasons, to me it feels like they speed run a lot of things, right? But like, I now that I'm thinking back, like if we watched one of these a week and it was coming out weekly and there was a break while watching TV because it, it aired on cable when it was coming out. <laughs> what's that? Yeah. <laughs> what's that like? Like, maybe it wouldn't have, it doesn't feel as much speedrunny, but I did appreciate that, like, clearly they didn't know if they were going to have two seasons, so they were trying to tell a good story, which is why we get Way Hot Kissing in episode nine, where, like, it feels good that, like, we didn't just leave their their will-they-won't-they they for, like, three seasons, because we didn't know, Yeah, you know? Uh, yeah, and I mean, I love that. I love that it's... Well, I love that scene, but I also love yeah, that they, <laughs> they just progress the story because it feels natural. Like, you know, it doesn't feel like anything is yeah. unnecessarily drawn forced. Out. Yeah, forced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's nice payoffs to what they build up. They build it up. They pay it off. They move on. And I, I think that in terms of that sort of writing and pacing, like, I think it's great. It makes it enjoyable to watch. 
while I do like shows where you have to be like, oh, what's the mystery? We're really dragging this out. I want to like, I don't understand anything. We're on episode five. I also, on the other hand, really appreciate this where they're like, there's a little bit of mystery. There's a little bit of questions we need answered. There's greater world lore that we're going to build out. But for the most part, we build up a mystery. We address it and we move on. And I like really think that that it just helps you feel very satisfied. Yes. Heck yeah. I mean, I I also love Lost, but I love Leverage and this show. So I feel like this show is more like Leverage than Lost. Leverage? Yes, Leverage. We should watch that at some point. We sh- I, I literally am doing a rewatch right now, so I don't know that I'm ready this year, but maybe next year. You can maybe convince me to rewatch it, where I could just talk four hours about how much I love Leverage, because boy, do I love when the stakes couldn't be lower. <laughs> the stakes could not be lower because you know that they are the best at their job and they are just going to win. They're going to win every time. And it's so comforting to watch that. It's such a good show. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for that quick, (laughs) quick leverage break, everybody. (laughs) Anyway, we've, um, it's not even the finale and we had a lot to talk about, but the one thing that we haven't talked about is, do you love it yet? Carmen? Let me tell you, Aaron and people listening, I love this show. It's up there with one of my favorite shows. Smallville was probably the first show I watched like this when I was a a kid, when I was a wee babe. And this gives me a lot of the same vibes that I had watching that. Uh, I'm glad they don't drag this out for 10 seasons like that. But uh, (laughs) but no, I love it. And I got to know, do you still love it? Mm, it's so good. It's so good to rewatch. It's so enjoyable. I love it. I love all the characters. It's nice to see them all again, to see them at the start. And I love that cowboy more than anyone else in the whole world. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm very sad he's left. He's left in Constance's pink Mustang. That cowboy. Hope He rode off into the sunset. Hopefully he comes back into our hearts. <laughs> I love him. We'll see. <laughs> Well, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Take This TV. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. And remember, it's dangerous to watch TV alone.